0: Good afternoon, this is Pamela, and you're listening to Watchmen on the Pod. We're going to continue in Chapter 3 of the book that I had written. Sooner or later, I'll get a title for it. Maybe not. That's okay. It's all about Jesus. That's all that matters. Chapter 3, Today Shalt Thou Be With Me in Paradise. We're going to go to Matthew Chapter 27. And I do want to start on verse 31 and go down. There's a reason and you'll see why. And after they had mocked him, they took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a, found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross and when they were come unto a place called golgotha that is to say a place of the of a skull they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall and when he had tasted thereof he would not drink and they crucified him and parted his garments casting lots that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet they parted my garments among them and upon my vesture did they cast lots and sitting down they watched him there and set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and the other on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking him with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the King of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we'll believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Oh, brothers and sisters. Now note in the first verse that we started off, verse 31, they did not say they removed the crown of thorns placed on his head, but it says they removed the robe and put his own clothes on him. Go to Mark chapter 15. Go there real quick mark chapter 15 <clears throat> we're going to be starting verse 27 And with him they crucified two thieves, the one on his right hand and the other on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And they that passed by railed on him, wagging their heads and saying, Ah, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking, said among themselves with the scribes, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let Christ, the King of Israel, descend from the cross, that we may see and believe. And they that were crucified with him reviled him too. Well, reviled him. Oh, what a day, what a day, what a day. Now go to John chapter 19. John chapter 19. We go starting at verse 17 and he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull which is called in the Hebrew tongue in the Hebrew Golgotha where they crucified him and two other with him on either side one and Jesus in the midst and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth the King of the Jews this title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin then said the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate write not the king of the Jews but that he said I am the king I am the king of the Jews Pilate said what I have written I have written. Haha, <laughs> pilot. He was something else, wasn't he? All right. Now, it looks like I've got to go to the file and pull up another sheet. All right. I'm sorry, guys. I should probably have these all open, but I did not. I did not only had it open till page 17 or 16 I should say and now we're on page 17 and it's opening now <clears throat> today is a good day we are all blessed he's given us another day to glorify him to exalt the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to give him all praise alright now I wonder why it cut off like that Let's see. Now we are going to go to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. Thank you, Jesus. And starting in verse 32. And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death and when they were come to the place which is called Calvary there they crucified him and the malefactors one on the right and the other on the left then said Jesus father forgive them for they know not what they do and they parted his raiment and cast lots and the people stood beholding And the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. He be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription was also was written over him in the letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews and one of the male factors which were hanged railed on him saying if thou be christ save thyself and us but the other answering rebuked him saying dost not thou fear god seeing thou art in the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds but this man hath done nothing amiss and he said unto jesus lord remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom, and Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, today thou shalt. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. All oh, praise God. <clears throat> I would like to focus on the thief on the cross today. First, I would like to point out that no Roman citizen was killed by crucifixion. It was only for criminals and slaves. So we know that the two thieves on the cross, on the right and left, were not Roman citizens. This is important to know, and I pray I will open up that later. Also, the word tells us there were two others crucified with Jesus. That is important. Because because as of late, some are saying there were hundreds, and that is not true. That is adding and taking away from the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that never should be compromised in any way. And what I mean by that is they were saying there was hundreds crucified the same day Jesus was. No, there wasn't. There was three. There was three. There was the two thieves, one on the right, one on the left, and Jesus in the very midst of them. There was only three that day. Now, with that in mind, we will continue to look over at the seven sayings of Jesus from the cross. Just a reminder here they are again number one forgiveness luke twenty three thirty two through thirty four Father forgive them number two salvation luke twenty three thirty nine through forty three you will be with me in paradise Number three keeping of the law John chapter nineteen twenty five twenty seven woman behold thy son for loneliness matthew twenty seven forty five through forty six my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? number five suffering john chapter nineteen twenty eight through twenty nine I thirst number six triumph John nineteen verse thirty it is finished number 7 ultimate victory luke chapter 23 44 through 46 father into thy hands i commend my spirit let's today take a walk with this thief that was crucified with jesus sentence has been made and now he must walk to his death as does his partner in crime carrying the very thing that they will event that will eventually take their life the Roman soldier saw a crossbar weighing nearly a 100 pounds across his shoulders, and he's told to carry it. His friend has his own to carry also. There seems to be an urgency and an excitement in the air that day. The thief's body, in pain, walks slowly to his death in silence. He notices that there is a crowd of people shouting and women wailing as a man, who has been severely beaten, struggles to carry his beam. Some people strike him and spit at him, yet this man does not speak a word to them. Even when they cursed him and railed on him, he opened not his mouth. What was the thief thinking as he saw this man, who appeared like a lamb being led to slaughter, who opened not his mouth? The soldiers pull a man from the crowd to carry his crossbeam for him. Was the thief hoping that someone may carry his too? But no one did. As they mount to the place called the Skull, They are stripped of their clothing and thrown to the ground. Does he notice the one in the middle does not struggle? It is said that many who are crucified would curse and profane their executioners and parents. I believe this man was no different. But did he notice that the one in the midst of him and his partner in crime did not curse? Did he notice the one in the midst was so marred and tortured that he seemed unrecognizable as a man? Did he notice that this man refused the painkiller, which is bitter vinegar? Did the thief himself refuse the potion to dull his pain? It is highly unlikely he refused. Everyone seemed to hate this man. They cursed him, yelled at him, and even the priests dressed in their flowing robes were present at this bloody crucifixion site when they should have been getting ready to sacrifice the lambs later on between the evenings. The thief must have known enough about religion to know that this would make them unclean what was so special or important about this man that even the priest would risk themselves to participate in the feast tomorrow to witness this was the thief curious at all about this man that hung in the midst of them at first it must have made him feel better to throw accusations at this man in the middle others did it and it took his mind off of himself everyone there was so focused on this man He must be someone important or did something very evil. But wait, this thief didn't sense evil from him, couldn't even see bitterness on him as he hung there. He heard this man they called Jesus, pray, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Did Jesus' words echo in his heart? The priest even said, he saved others. They didn't say he claimed he saved others, but stated a fact. Hearing this, did this penetrate the heart of the thief that day? There is a handmade crown made of thorns crushed into his skull scalp, a sign above him that claims he is king of the Jews. He hears others say that this man named Jesus claimed he was the son of God. Somewhere between witness, witnessing Jesus' compassion and love and hearing the accusations and seeing the sign posted above his head. Something within this thief changed. Was it when he heard Jesus ask for forgiveness for the transgressors? Did he realize his own need for a savior and forgiveness? Was it the strange acts of the priests and the abrasive words they spoke to this man? Was it the harsh reality That he may actually be the son of God as they claimed him to be. Whatever it was, this thief was changed that day. As he approached death in the body, he would be entering life everlasting in the spirit. I keep calling the other thief his partner in crime. The reason for this is in Luke 29. Let's go to that. Verses 39 through 42. and one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him saying if thou be Christ save thyself and us but the other answering rebuked him saying dost thou not fear God seeing thou art in the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward of our deeds but this man hath done nothing amiss And he said unto Jesus, Lord, capital L, brothers and sisters, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. This man makes a huge distinction between Jesus and himself, and the other man. He makes the statement that he and the other thief are receiving their due reward for the deeds they had done. But he proclaimed before God, the soldiers, all of the religious leaders, and to his friend that Jesus was innocent. In a sense, he was proclaiming they were shedding innocent blood before all, as Pilate had done. We see these two thieves came face to face, side by side to the truth, to the Word of God. We find one became even bitter, even more bitter, and self-righteous in the presence of the Word. Yet we see the other thief's heart melted, and he became humble and became aware of his sin in the presence of the Word, capital W. It is like two hard substances as clay and wax, both are hard, but when the sun but when the sun begins to beat down upon them, they both will change in texture at first, the clay will soften for a short time, then harden and will not be conformable to the hands to shape, but the wax, on the other hand, will continue to soften and can be shaped and moulded the longer it is in the sun. Man's heart is the same way. Some will harden in the midst of the Word, and some will soften and be transformable in the midst of the Word. People, there is a huge sermon in that alone. There are only two kinds of people in this world, those who humble themselves after hearing the Word of God and realize that their own righteousness is as filthy rags and see their need for the Savior. Then there are those when they hear the Word of God being pricked in their hearts, become even more bitter, hard-hearted, and self-righteous. Somewhere in the midst of pain, mocking, and railing, this thief realized he was in the presence of the king, and not just any king, but the king of all kings and the lord of all lords. Somehow, he was beyond the blood-stained, humiliated, laughed at Savior, and was the truth and longed for salvation. That's what he saw. That, my friends, is the work of the Holy Spirit. There is no other explanation. God, by his Spirit, took the veil from the eyes of this thief and exposed his need for forgiveness, his need of the Savior. The next words of this thief are amazing and beautiful. Let's look at what he did. Number one, he acknowledged respected and feared god verse forty but the other answering rebuked him saying dost not thou fear god seeing thou art in the same condemnation psalms one eleven ten tells us the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom This man obviously had heard of God before in order to know to fear him. Romans did not. They were pagans and worshipped Zeus. Thus this man must have been a Hebrew. Number two, confess to sin. Verse 41, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. The word nailed to the cross beside him, exposed his own evil heart and knew he was a sinner and was being judged righteously. Number three, he believed in his heart and with his mouth he confessed Christ before all. Verse 41, but this man hath done nothing amiss. This man somehow got past the appearance of Jesus and his friends bailing out on him. He saw past what looked like a defeated man. Jesus did not look like he was in any position to save himself, least of all another in the same position. But this thief saw past all of the appearance and saw the truth. He saw the Lamb of God on the cross that day. He could tell that Jesus was sinless by watching him and hearing him pray for his enemies in verse 42, we see that he called him Lord, capital L. This thief knew the Savior before the earthquake, before the sky grew dark, before the temple veil rent in twain from top to bottom, and before Jesus cried out, it is finished. This thief knew. That is amazing and shows the mercy of God in such a tremendous way that it can leave you speechless. Number four, he requested salvation. Verse 42 and 43, And he said unto Jesus, Lord, capital L, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Looking into the eyes of his Savior, he saw no bitterness, no hate. All he saw was a love that he had never experienced before. This thief asked Jesus for remembrance. He was looking for it in the future. But Jesus told him today, today. When you ask Jesus into your heart, he does not tarry. He comes in that day. Salvation came to the thief that very moment. You see, it is not only enough to believe, but you must receive him also. That day, the thief believed and received him. John chapter one, twelve says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the way to salvation. Jesus alone has the authority to save. Jesus is the spotless Lamb of God and was, is our substitute. No one is beyond his reach. He came to save the lost. Salvation is not by good works, and the thief on the cross is the best example of grace and mercy. Mercy is given when it is not deserved. Forgiveness is given when you deserve punishment. Grace is given when you cannot repay. The thief could not repay Jesus. The thief could not even spread the gospel or feed the poor or become a church member. The thief was dying his feet and hands were nailed to a cross he couldn't work for salvation and you cannot either Ephesians chapter 2 8 through 9 says for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast salvation is a choice as the two thieves on the cross came face to face with the word of god capital w they had a choice to make one chooses to die without hope the other received the blessed hope covered in blood amen i tell you what you know i get i get so i don't know it's still it's still so new to me still inside just wow that's all i could say because God gave me this so many years ago and still I get choked up because of the truth. Because of the truth. You know, it's still the same today, just like those two thieves on the cross. One became softened and repented. The other became hardened and just threw insults at him, mocked him, laughed at him and went to hell it's crazy, alright brothers and sisters, I love you all (laughs) next time we'll go into chapter 4, woman behold thy son keep your eyes on Jesus your nose in the book which is the word of God and embed the word of God upon the tablets of your hearts so you will not sin against God or be deceived. Till next time. Keep a praise on your lips for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.